This week on the Open Nesters podcast with Tessa and Amir, the original Open Nesters will talk about the evolution of their open nesting. Well, this episode is really summarizing almost a year of podcasting, open nesting, and what exactly we have learned from the people we've interviewed and from our developing relationship. And from the time that we are were open nesters a number of years ago that you coined that term, how we've kind of expanded that idea to include people going in and out of our lives and our kids and our, and, and our house becoming a really open nest. Yeah, so this is uh, the episode. We talk about it and we calling it Open Nesting 201. Welcome to the Open Nesters Podcast. How will you write Act 3 of your life? Will you be open? Will you welcome the possibilities? Are you going toward your most vibrant, authentic stage of life? Are you curious to discover what's ahead? Are you in a fork in the road and wondering which path to follow? Would you like to hear from others who are already writing Act 3? Hey everyone, I'm Tessa. And I'm Amir. Why be an empty nester when you can be an open nester, living on the edge of your curiosity, on the fringe of your imagination, reinvention, and sexuality? Together, we'll take a journey and explore how rich this stage of life can be when we approach it with an open mind and an open heart. Okay, we gather here today on a Sunday afternoon to do another episode of The Open Nesters that we will try to call as Open Nester 201, or maybe it's 301. I mean, how many how many degrees of open nesting are there? I don't know if it's 201, but I think you're right. I think it's an open nester expansion. Advanced, open advanced, nester advanced. Advanced stage. Although we don't know what's advanced. It's just part of the journey for us. And it's interesting, I was saying, as we're sitting down here, that we are rarely in the same mood to do the same thing at the same time. And, and we're not at all. So that's just the way life is. That's right. I mean, <laughs> we're not in the mood to both do this. I just went for a bike ride and I'm really like wired up to do a good discuss open nesting. Right. And I'm just finished a stretching stage. session. So I'm kind of like in a little bit more of a take it easy mode. And you are a little bit hyper here. So we need to kind of like okay, let's ba- find balance, balance. balance let's, it. Let's see if we can have that intention. Sounds okay. like an interesting yeah, exercise. Yeah, yeah. Ex- ex- like we're exercising now. Okay. Sounds like an interesting exercise. All right, look, let's give some substance to all this rather than just small talk. Okay. So the substance is that we've been wanting for a while to talk about adult kids, and our kids at some point said that they would actually do an interview. Is that the subject matter of adult kids, or is it are we actually talking about the advance and what we have learned being open nesters for such a long period of time, like uh, about four years now, three years now? For, since 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 we actually declared ourselves as open nesters, what we have learned is it only in the kids arena? No, I think that because we only want a half hour podcast, I was thinking we're focusing on on how open nesting has transformed from what we originally thought it was. So, what do you think it originally was? Originally, it was opening to the possibilities that comes our way. That will be the main reason what we are called open nesters, rather than being empty. 
empty sound was very negative, very purposeless, and now open is kind of like more inviting, more dynamic, more positive. It has a little bit more of a curiosity, uh, what are coming our way. That's really what the open nesting is. And we have learned a lot. We have done, what, almost 40 episodes? Mm -hmm. So we have learned a lot from our uh, podcasters, uh, from the people that we have interviewed. And uh, we have interviewed on some other uh, podcasts. So we learned a lot from that as well. So I think that we have learned a lot over the past year that we really not only exercising open nesting, but also talking about it and I don't want to say teaching it, but more of promoting it. So you were saying about the content, the essence. What 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 is what's coming up for you that you think you've learned the most in this area? Well, I, I think that open nesting has become for us a way of life. Especially with our kids, especially with guests that's coming in here. I mean I can recall a week that we had three different guests coming in and out, almost like the warm bed. <laughs> syndrome here our guest room has been you know we just had to change the sheets every time i remember doing it three times in, in the same week because three people uh different parties were uh, hosted i think your sister was there one time and our son was here at one your time friend from israel from my friend from israel so we we had some uh, quite a bit of uh guests that came through so i think that op being open to hey you know we are open and available, and come on on. Come on down. I, yeah, so that's what I was thinking myself, too, that the transformation was when we looked at openness in this very broad sense about the, all the possibilities, but we didn't actually think of the fact that, that there'll be stages in life and transitions that people are in that also allow them to, to feel connected to us and, and have our home as a, as a transition place, as a place of respite, as a place to go through, that our nest can actually be open in that way, which it's that's exactly one of the things I was thinking, and especially for our right. adult kids. And, uh, yeah. Well, we have defined, defied, defied, defied the boomerang effect. Right, right. That's what we have done. The boomerang effect says that your kids are going out to college and they're coming home, and then they become a burden, they become... Uh, heavy and you know you have to carry them you have to pay for them again we have defined that defy that by accepting the fact that our kids can come home and if they need to stay longer or we need to store their stuff here or we need to pay for uh, some of their moving expenses or we have to haul their stuff back here from wherever they are it's okay yeah yeah and 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 actually welcoming how we get to show up for them while they're in transition is something I never thought about as open nesters. Like, oh, how do we show up for people in new ways? And I actually believe it's part of the maturity process when we do become older and wiser as modern elders in, in the way of saying, you know what, we don't have to let things be a certain way. We can get out of the binary that we've had in this world of now kids are gone, now they are have to be on their own. It's a very American a little bit my my tradition, family came you would say? from that more of that American tradition of of the capitalist thing that now you you're on your own kids and and that's how it should be and and daddy and mommy and, don't pay for anything and, and for you anymore and we don't have to be involved and 
And I think the generosity that I think you've exhibited, which I've always told you I think has been essential for, I mean, our kids have learned so much from both of us and we're lucky that at different stages we really feel and know that. And, and when we get to show up for them in transition, it is more of an opportunity for us to learn from them about what's important to them even during harder times. So I think, I think the openness, rather than the looking at anything in a binary, in black and white, is it, it gives us a sense of maturing and it gives us a sense of ease. So that's what I'm, 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 I'm excited about as we get older and we learn. Yeah, we learn to accept that things do not always go our way. And I do not know that that is a part of being an open nester rather than just getting wiser while you get older. But I think that by accepting the thing that they're not in our control and being a little bit more flexible, I think that is an open nesting. You have to be flexible. I think that most people, I can't really tell, People, as they get older, they get more rigid and more in their way. And they kind of like, if a, a couple, their kids have left the house and now that two years gone by and they got into their own habit, maybe they're having sex in the kitchen now and now the kids are coming in and kind of disturbing their lifestyle, then they may be a little bit uh, more on the, hey, when are you leaving uh, so we can go back to our own life? We do not experience that. We Most do not feel that our freedom is being uh, I think, compromised. I think, I, think I, I can't be as loud in the bedroom, so there's my only little compromise. But I do want to say that we are also, even before the kids, as we've discussed, went off to, when they went, when they went off to, before they went off to school, we were able to say, and we were able to put boundaries, and one of our earlier episodes deals with that, that would say to them, even from a young age when they could handle themselves, your parents need their space. And so we've done that with our fam- with our kids, even about knowing that there are weekends that we want or a night that we want to ourselves. So they have places to go, and we're okay about communicating that we have our needs too. And I think that that's the dance that we need to all learn to do to be able to be open nesters without it having a, a, a one having adamant. Is, is open nesting yeah. equal flexibility? Is open nesting Maybe. means more accepting? Is that what it means? I believe so. I believe that we come into realizing, or we is it just a, a the answers, a quality of maturity in getting older and bolder and wiser? Well, because our house is still open to a lot of people, because we've even expanded that beyond just our kids. We've always had, like you know, people adopted adopted kids and and people that we felt like come into our home, feel like you're welcome here. Correct. So. In doing so, I, I never want to stop that feed, that that flow of people feeling that our house is open. And I don't think when we first thought of that term that that's how we felt about it. So learning the nuance of defining how we see our home is open. Um, and yet, if there is a struggle with a kid that I know that I have you know friends and different people I've spoken to lately, that their kids may have a little bit of an issue if their, kid, their parents sell the house and downsize. Maybe they don't feel as welcome. So I, I know that out there, everyone's making different choices, and there's no right or wrong here. Our no. home just happens to be the same home for now, and at some point yeah. we'll have to adjust and have good communication uh, with them around that. I mean, right now we're okay with one kid at home that is, will just finish his master's degree, 
maybe in a year from now it will get on our nerves. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we will change with the time. Exactly. Maybe our needs will change. So I cannot tell you. For right now, it feels okay. It feels right. It feels open. If you like this episode, you'll love episode four, negotiating space, and episode twenty, unplugged. Open can be a continuous journey. And that's what I think we're trying to convey in this episode that is not, everyone has their own path that they have to figure out. And the way we can do it, as we always said in the open nesting, is through curiosity. And we've discussed, you know, with our different guests, so many ways that they've been open nesters. And there's the range from the people that want to be together 24 hours a day and they're glued to each other and they really get along and they don't want it elsewhere to two people realizing that they want to live apart and stay together as you know, a monogamous couple to everything in between that offers freedom and offers choice and offers change and offers the welcoming of how things may evolve and and shift, right? I mean, it's not one thing. Yeah, we, we have interviewed many people that, many couples that have actually changed their life and career, uh, you know, uh, open for business in Tuscany. I mean, they packed up, closed the doors, and went down to Tuscany and opened up a, a brand new cooking school. We had the Costa Rican couple, Alicia and Craig, I believe, Doug. that that Doug, yes, Alicia and Doug, that actually, you know, also did the same thing. They were going back and forth and running conferences and workshops in Costa Rica, and now living there. So. You know, we have seen people really taking charge of their life in the open nesting stage. And this is what we're really trying to to convey in our podcast, that life is not a dead end once you get to that open nesting stage. And it's this open road. So the, the I have a friend that, that used to feel like, you know what, how do I how do I become so like free and easy like some of the independent some of these, you know, hippie kind of people or new age people that just can let it go and release and, and travel the world or do whatever and have financial responsibilities. This is a stage in life where I believe, as I've seen so many people be able to do, that it's not an either or, that it's not we have to be home and not do this. We have to, dis- we can consider what are the options for what we can do while we try to maintain what we need to do. And that's the open the nest choice. What is it that, what are our, what are the things that excite us? How do we have security and excitement? It's like the way a relationship has to be. Like it continues to have a, a, a sense of belonging, which everyone needs. Where do we belong? And yet, where is my place of adventure and exploration and curiosity? So it continues to be that, but the nuance of watching it and 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 speaking to other people that are doing it, singles or couples or anyone is what's exciting to me to say to you. We want to hear, like, what other... There are so many options out there. Right. So just being excited about the options have continues to expand, right? Right. Well, right. But we are, for example, not going to change our career at this age. But who knows? Maybe three years from now, we said, hey, that's it. Let's pack it in and let's go ourselves to to Greece, leaving Pharos or something like that. Maybe that's what we want to do. Right. And, and right. then run our podcast from there. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do, but it doesn't look like at this particular stage simply because we still need to be accommodating to our kids specifically. So that is not really an option for us. So we're not really opening to pack up and move. Although if we had to, we would have probably. 
well, we have the flexibility to do that. And the fact that we've been open to this journey of hearing different couples, so the Costa Rica couple inspired us to say, why aren't we renting a house for, in Costa Rica for a winter time already? And if we can well, the work Home out Exchange there. did that. And then we then we interviewed that I found Home Exchange that we can even consider doing that without it costing so much. The, the idea is that we have this dance that we do between having some belonging in what we've created in our lives and yet knowing how to just open up to whatever we can learn to, to consider in our lives. Yeah. So it's not going to be the same anytime. It's just so interesting to be able to be more of the observer. And I, it's, it's kind of a spiritual thought that we've had some interviews of very spiritual people too. The idea that we become more witnesses to our lives as we right. grow older rather and more open to what's possible without pushing for it and, and having to achieve it and having to create something in particular Rather, this openness has so many more possibilities in the in the nuance. I I got I've learned a lot from Pat Witty. He is a brilliant, wise man. That I've learned from that episode interviewing him from the uh, institute. Um, it's the Modern Elder Academy. The Modern Elder Academy. Uh, in Baja, uh, Mexico. Baja, Mexico. We're going to have to get out there. We really yeah. are excited to maybe and, do and, a And interviewing up. this guy was was a was a real moving and life-changing experience for me because understanding... Uh, there's so many things I've learned from that. But anyway, if anyone out there has an opportunity to go back and listen to Pat Witty, that is an incredible podcast that we had, and I've learned a lot from it. So I would say, especially for someone who's business oriented, because that Pat, Pat was a very business oriented man. So someone who's always been on more of a linear path, and it's interesting because right now I am creating a program with two of my colleagues about intimacy and openness for the curious man that wants to be more of a seeker, and we hope to interest more people at this openness stage that are more of a seeker, and that men sometimes haven't had the space, perhaps or the maybe spiritual and the dimension in the same way to create the same bonds that women have had to discuss intimacy and vulnerability, and that we want men to kind of look at, and Pat did bring something up. He Correct. he did this abstract yep. and metaphor for nature, and he started feeling more embodied, and he's practicing mindfulness. And, and, and he writes poetry. And he started writing poetry, came from nothing. So that's why you love that one, and I love some of the women ones that are kind of expanding their whole soul purpose. I mean, you can find every type of episode, including sexual openness. So we have, you know, Sumity and 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 Kitty and right. and some other really amazing people that talk about the stage of life that we need to make choices in what we are doing with our, our bodies in a sexual way, a sensual way, an open way, how we can look at giving each other space while once again creating the dance of belonging while we have security right. and openness for whatever one wants. Yeah, and I think that you and me have also have learned how to appreciate each other's space and be given that time uh, for me to pursue the radio station that I'm uh, working on putting together and me to give you the time to travel and to pursue your own spirituality that you want so much. So I believe that we have learned the importance of being open to the possibility that, hey, you know what? Tessa wants to do this on her own and let her do it. I, I, we don't have to do things together all the time. 
if I'm not really into that uh, trip to Hawaii or trip to Florida or wherever she's going, then let her do it on her own. Let her pursue her own desires, her own interests. And uh, I, I consequently do the same. So being in that open stage, opening us to the possibility and to give each other space. And giving space is huge in any relationship, especially in the open nesting stage. Because, you know, now it's you and me, right? Right. And that's, that's the way we accept it. But it's you and me. It's also our side home. And it's many yeah, others. Yeah, but, but what I'm right. saying is we try to do things together right. and move as a unit for all these things. But our interest does not cross all the time. So being open to give each other the open time and the space to do it is very valuable. And I really appreciate you giving me the time to pursue my hobbies, my radio, and, and my passion. I'm so glad that we are at that stage. And that, you know, we're lucky that we still have a, this, the house that the kids grew up in because we were laughing about the fact that when we thought we had an emptiness, we thought there would be less stuff. And now we actually have our son's wife's stuff because they're both in transition to other places this whole year. And we have our daughter's stuff because she's in transition to potentially moving and our son who's home. So we have more stuff in our house of not being empty. Right, <laughs> it's right. quite a hysterical because now we not only have the three kids stuff, we have four people's things. Well, it's uh, a lot of stuff, <laughs> assets, <stuff>. furniture, <laughs> bags, suitcases, boxes have, flo have, fl have flown in. <laughs> And now, Quit hopefully, rent. one time they will be going out. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what we look at, what we're looking to have. What's also been great for us to behold is that as we become more uh, flexible with the fact that things don't have to be one way, and really showing up for each other, our kids are our kids learn really from an example, and I think they're all showing up to help Correct. each other and that's what you want for your kids you want to know that you're leaving a legacy that they'll show up for each other mm -hmm. and they've helped each other and they continue to and and we pray that that's what you leave that we leave this nest with this this open feeling with this this legacy of our lives for them to be a supportive family and a right show and, up. and they are witnessing us in our open nesting stage of our life which we have experiencing over the past two years really fully they are I think it's got us closer because they feel that there is a lot more room to be honest, a lot more room to to be themselves, that we are accepting them as they are, whatever that is that they're doing, whatever decision that they are making, and we're giving them the space to grow in their own life, career, whatever it is that they are pursuing, relationship. And speaking of relationship, people have asked us again, have we told our story about our open relationship and how it happened and how we came out to the kids? And all of that is actually in an interview on our website. For, uh, if you go to listen, you can find Loving Without Boundaries interview from Kitty Shambliss's Loving Without Boundaries, her podcast, where she interviews us about our entire story is on that is on that 45 minutes. So we don't want to take that time when you could really hear the full interview because she gets all of our story out. So you could find yeah, and, and our open relationship is really just secondary to the whole open nester it is. Uh, lifestyle, so to speak. We are excited also for you to hear from our, our kids. At some point, we've been asking when they can have, oh, can yeah. have a family discussion about not just our open relationship, but how they view us as open nesters. And I think it'll yeah, be going an back to the witnessing again in yeah. the next in the next year. But we also want to ask you guys for your open nester story. 
in any form that you'd like to share that. So you can just, you know, get on our Facebook page and have a discussion about it. Mm -hmm. Enter our website, which will give you the information about again. Or email me directly at Tessa at The Open Nesters, which our our website is TheOpenNesters.com with two ends in the middle. With Esther, TheOpenNesters.com. With S in the end. And S at the end, so that you could actually also put comments there. Any way that you can convey, we'd love your voice, we'd love your story, we'd love to hear about anyone you think is doing something unusual, and maybe you want to have them contact us that is do, living, opening a nest in a way that is not traditional to expand their lives. Before we say our final goodbyes, here's a short summary of our next week episode with the Anxiety Sisters, Abby and Maggie. We think that does human beings a big disservice to categorize emotions as positive and negative. Because really, it's just part of the human experience to have all emotions, right? Including happiness, including grief, including anxiety, including excitement. All these are part of being human. And we say in our book, even Michael Phelps couldn't get out of a rip current. You know, he would get exhausted trying to fight it. So the fighting it is not what we want to do. What you do with a rip current actually is you swim with it parallel to the shore. So it seems like you're not going anywhere, but in fact, you go with it until it releases you. And then you can go back to shore with no resistance. And we really compare that to anxiety. Anxiety, you know, it feels like it's never going to end, but like all human sensations and emotions, it does pass. It is fleeting. So what we need to do is come up with a way to ride that wave of anxiety until it lets us go and we can swim back to shore safely. Because if we fight it, no matter how hard we fight it, all we're going to do is make the anxiety worse. And I want to thank every one of you that already commented on our website, that gave us some ideas of what subject matter they want to hear about. We would, we will follow through with all of those. We want to thank you also for making this podcast so popular and so relevant. We couldn't do it without you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Tessa and I really want to thank you for making this podcast so popular and so relevant. Thank you. Yeah. And till next time. We will say goodbye, and this is Amir. This is Dessa. And we will see you on the radio. Ciao.